Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here, and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine. Sofas, recliners, love seats, everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute, who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay, leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Fool me, can't get fooled again. Why am I here? <laughs> this is the. This is what is this show? Abe Lincoln's top. Oh, hat. that's right. It's Abe Lincoln's top at the show we've been doing together for five years. Uh huh. All right. I'm Ben Kissel. That's Marcus Parks. Hey. Um, we haven't done a show together in far too long. Just you and I, Marcus. I know it's been a while. The uh, the uh, thank you for the great response of uh, last week's episodes with Nick Gillespie and Jessica Tarlov. Extremely fun. We missed Marcus Parks immensely. Nah. Um, but now it's just me and MP back <laughs> together. <laughs> MP are not the initials you can really have because it reminds people of military place. You don't own like BK kind of works, although it reminds people of Burger, Burger King, King. Yeah. which is fine with me too. <laughs> I love a little Burger King. So let's see. Um, how are you feeling? What has your week been like? Uh, my week has actually been okay. I mean, you know, strangely enough, the thing that's been stressing me out this mo- this week the most is the news. Oh, isn't that something? Not strangely enough, accurately enough, the news has been exceptionally stressful. <laughs> We're going to keep this episode a little bit light. This is pre-debate. Yeah. Um, so we don't know anything about the debate. We don't know what Hillary called Donald, and we don't know what Donald called Hillary. We know for a fact Jennifer Flowers will not be sitting in the front row, which kind of makes me sad, but also happy as a human being. A- a happy as an American who still somewhat respects this country a little bit. But sad as a fan of professional wrestling. <laughs> because, I mean, how amazing would that have been if Jennifer Flowers was in the front row and Hillary had to look at the face of the woman that saw off her husband for multiple years <laughs> while she's answering questions about foreign policy. <laughs> what do you think about Putin? The entire time, just as a human being, she has to look at Jennifer Flowers, who you know for a fact would be wearing something on par with Anna Nicole Smith, the late <laughs> R.I.P. Anna Nicole Smith, who I love, uh-huh. real American hero, the only guest jeans model that ever mattered. <laughs> you imagine her staring down the cleavage of Jennifer Flowers while she's trying to talk about uh, relations and the foreign policy in Syria as it regards to the Russians and Putin. I mean, that would truly be a massive distraction. It would be a huge distraction. And just, I mean, the biggest piss in the eye to American politics uh. that I think I would ever have seen in my entire life. Like, that, well, is, that is something that it just... It 
it boggles my mind that that was even a possibility. Oh, but let's not forget uh, 1992, Ross Perot, Bill Clinton, George H.W. Bush. When they were on, st- uh, on stage, George H.W. Bush put Barbara Bush in the front row and had her slowly open her legs. That was a distraction <laughs> that no one wanted. <laughs> and then, of course, Kim Basinger later on did a, a similar thing in a, in a wonderful feature film. Uh-huh. Was it, oh, no, it was uh, Sharon, Sharon Stone. Stone. Yeah, 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 not Basic Kim Instinct. Ba- yeah, Basic Instinct. Yeah, yes. Beaver shot. Be- and by the way, Sharon Stone did not know they were going to keep that shot, and she was livid. Really, very upset that uh, that the director uh, kept that shot in. He wanted her to take her panties off because he said the um, it messed with the dress. Oh, and then the shot happened. Quite frankly. Uh, <laughs> I think borderline illegal. <laughs> yeah, uh, what that director did—that's totally illegal. It's the same thing that happened with the chick from uh, Reanimator, the wonderful horror franchise, yeah. uh, uh, horror film uh, Reanimator. There's a scene where uh, the main woman gets eaten out by a decapitated head. Yeah, and she thought that the director was going to cut that out of the movie. I'm going to say they never cut that out of the movie. <laughs> if a director is like, "You're going to get eaten out by a decapitated head," that's always staying in the movie. I mean, no. Pun intended. That was the climax of the film. Kind of was. <laughs> yeah. She was also very upset. Yeah. And, and so Sharon Stone was. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Barbara pulled a similar stunt in 1992, which is not true, but I thought it was a funny <laughs> joke. I mean, but that is really how insane this election cycle has gotten. I mean, Jennifer Flowers in the front row sol- solely because uh, Hillary said that Mark Cuban was going to sit in the front row as well. Of course, Mark Cuban is now a uh, outspoken um, proponent of Hillary Clinton and absolutely hates Donald Trump, and rightfully so because of a message. Did you read the uh, the letter that Donald Trump sent to Cuban? No. So it's 2004. Cuban got a show canceled. And just Google it, Marcus. Uh, Donald Trump writes letter to Mark Cuban about a canceled show. I don't know how you Google. You know, you know how to do it better than I do. And it basically is just making fun of Mark Cuban and his unbelievable failure as a television personality. It is so snide. It's so unbelievably it just oozes the paper was wet it oozes with such a schmucky schmucky um uh you know amount of filth it's really phenomenal so mark cuban has a personal beef with donald trump and rightfully so because mark cuban is a uh come from nowhere billionaire who i do believe is actually quite brilliant yes he and, is and donald trump is a is a uh, is a shill a con man and everything that the wealthy people that had to go to school with him hate yeah of course yeah yeah donald trump and of course, that was another big flub uh, this week. Donald Trump's son saying that his father started with nothing. That shows right. you how much of a spoiled prick Donald Trump's son is when he considers a million dollars, starting with a million dollars, as starting with nothing. Oh, absolutely. And Donald uh, Donald Trump Jr. has uh, gotten to, uh, he's, he's had a little controversy this week. He tweeted out the image of the, of the Skittles mm-hmm. uh, in regards to the Syrian refugee. Uh, crisis. The, the, basically, the image was uh, it was a bowl full of Skittles, which I think is a wonderful dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it said, if three of these Skittles are poisoned, would you have a handful? I would. I actually would. You know, depends on the poison. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Is, it, is it arsenic or is it meth? <laughs> like, what are we talking here? Uh, Trump Jr. sent out a tweet uh, with that analogy, and a lot of people thought that was racist. Skittles, the company itself, came out, or not racist per se, but insensitive. Yeah. And Skittles, the company itself, came out and was like, uh, "Refugees are people, not not candy." And it's like, "Thank you." 
Skittles they- <laughs> for, your, for your wonderful political opinion. I didn't think that he deserved quite as much flack for that because it was just an analogy. But given all of the vitriol rhetoric from the Trump campaign, uh, you don't have quite a long leash. That right there alone tells you how ridiculous this campaign cycles it, yeah. cycle is. Skittles is making a statement in regards oh to the presidential election. The presidential election involves Skittles. Well, you know what? We, we forget when Werther's Originals came out in favor of Barry Goldwater. <laughs> and, and that's what's so important. When, when Werther's was like, he's our, he's our guy. Love Barry. Get, get rid of Johnson. <laughs> that's why racist old people love Werther's Originals. Well, I'm actually reading Barry Goldwater's book right now. I think it's called Where I Stand. Uh, <laughs> something like that. And it's really interesting because you listen to his rhetoric What's happening right now in the Republican Party makes Barry Goldwater look like a liberal. Yeah. I swear to God. It's this book that was published in 64 uh, while he was still running against uh, Lyndon Johnson for the, for the, um, for the presidency. And his, his points were so much more rational, well thought out, um, you know, freedom-based, like very inclusive, mm-hmm. very big tent republicanism and, uh, and conservatism. Uh, compared to now, I mean, it was it, it's a breath of fresh air. And frankly, the majority of people who vote in this election – don't wouldn't even be able to read the book that Barry Goldwater wrote. Of course. I mean, the, the, the people that are coming out for Trump. I mean, we, we had this uh, conversation. Well, that's a, a I little think the bit. electorate's very intelligent. I'm just saying, maybe, you know, like we talk about, um, you know, with State of the Unions, the average State of the Union back in the day used to be a, a collegiate level. Yeah. And now it's down to around the seventh grade level. Everything has been dumbed down. Of that course. was the point of that. Yeah. And, and uh, we were saying uh, before, we were talking a little bit before the shows that, yeah, Donald Trump has brought a lot of people into uh, the uh, into politics with this election that wouldn't be into it otherwise. I mean, uh, they're projecting that the ratings for this debate. They could rival the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable stuff. However, yeah, he's bringing people into the election because he's turned the election into an awesome TV show. It really like, is an awesome TV I show. I mean, if this was just a TV show, man, if, if, if none of this actually mattered in a real world sense, then yeah. this would be fantastic. This would be wrestling. This would be uh, a wonderful TV. This would be House of Cards on meth. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be fucking great. But, unfortunately, this is real life with very real consequences. Well, I mean, I think the line between reality and, uh, and um, and uh, what is it, virtual reality? And, and was it surreal reality? Yeah. These things are all completely blurred now. Yeah. I mean, what is real, what's not real, uh, it's totally blurred in the minds of, uh, of most human beings. Because why wouldn't it be? We've talked about this on the show before. You have CNN, you have Fox News, you have MSNBC, you have all these news networks. You, you watch them. And what is what you are seeing is is it, it it's not a, it's, it's a version of the truth it's not the truth and then right after that you flip over um you know to CM Punk body slamming somebody uh you know in, in on a WWE mat and then right after that you flip over to CSI your brain is putting all these things together of equal importance mm-hmm. as if they are of equal importance when in reality uh, in reality we know for a fact CM Punk body slamming someone is the most important <laughs> the hell is wrong with you people well there used to be a lot more gravitas to the news. Oh, Totally. You know, yeah, there used to be like there was a definite uh, change in tone between the news and TV. You were never going to confuse uh, happy days with the news. Never. You know, you never would. Do, you would never do that. There was always a very clear delineation between the news and entertainment. And that has been blurred. It's not even been blurred. That line has been erased. Well, speaking of happy days, what Scott Bayo wasn't he on happy days? Uh, I believe he was. Wasn't he the chachi. dude? He was, he was chachi. chachi, right? <laughs> and now he's on stage endorsing Donald Trump, and we're supposed to think that that matters. (laughs) 
Chachi from that dumb, <laughs> dumb, dumb show that yeah. took place in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, I believe. And I love Wisconsin, and and more shows need to be made there. <laughs> yeah, you guys had that in Laverne and Shirley. You're done. You don't and need that anymore. 70s show, which took place in Wisconsin, so we'll call it wherever you are from in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, I mean, that really is the truth, though, isn't it? This yeah. reality show election is just blurring the lines. And Marcus, you and I talk about it. I mean, I separate myself um, from reality to some degree. Mm-hmm. We enjoy it. We laugh about this election. It is truly horrifying if you think of the real world uh, ramifications of the both of the major party candidates. I mean, nothing is going to be great. I mean, I do not remember there ever being an election. This is our our second election together, but yes. our, what, third or fourth election as adults? Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember a uh, the, the stakes ever feeling this high. You, we kind of felt it during 2008 when you had Sarah Palin in the mix. Sure. Like you kind of you had that nervous feeling like, oh, fuck, this woman could be, uh, she could be one heartbeat from the presidency. Uh, but now... Uh, I mean, I'm almost nostalgic for the days of Sarah Palin. At the very least, Sarah Palin had (laughs) government experience. At the very least, Sarah Palin wasn't on the top of the ticket. I mean, John McCain would have been a fine president. John McCain would have been a great president. You go back to the situation where he had the town hall where a woman grabbed a microphone. She looked as if she hadn't slept in multiple, multiple weeks. Her hair was disheveled as if she was, um, what what is it, uh, King Buzzy from uh, the Melvins? (laughs) She had the same hair as the dude from the Melvins. And she's like, "Uh, Barack Obama's an Arab. And and John McCain grabbed the microphone from her hand Mm -hmm. and was like, no, he's not an Arab. We have different policy positions. A wonderful, nuanced response to somebody that Donald Trump is encouraging. If that same woman spoke to Donald Trump, he'd be like, okay, you got a good point. I'm looking into it. Yeah, he'd he'd go, maybe. Maybe. maybe we don't know. We, we don't, don't know. We don't know. I've been told. I've been right. told that maybe he is. I've been told. I don't know. You know that's the problem. I don't know. But the Republicans lost that election. Yeah. And, and so every single failure from the Republican with with Mitt Romney as well, people were pissed on the right because they didn't take it to the left. And Donald Trump is certainly doing that, and he's engaging the people who wanted to be heard. And it is the people who wanted to be heard are that are like that elderly woman who said, "Isn't Barack Obama Arab?" You know, those are the people who were pre previously silenced, and he's letting them have a voice. Morons. Uh, Well, uh, concerned citizens uh, (laughs) who believe that they're doing something for the greater good, but yeah, by by our... Our intellect would, I would describe them as maybe not up to par. Well, I mean, but, maybe you know, they're just people trying to make a living and, and you know, trying to, uh, you know, die with dignity. I think morons. That might be a, a little bit harsh, and, and I think that's judgmental as well. You know, I, I somewhat regret, regret saying morons because these people are smart in other areas. Uh, I think they're just extremely uninformed. I think they uh, will get they get information. Yeah. Uh, they're already scared. They're already pissed off. They get information. That confirms that uh, that fear, that confirms of that course. bias, uh, and they run with it uh, because for some reason it makes them feel good. Because well, no that, one does anything that unless it makes them feel good in some way or validates them in some way. And these people get course. validation from that type of shit, uh, and they're running with it. Especially with Trump. I mean, Trump. That's what that's what the whole Trump uh, rise to power is about is validation. I mean, I gotta say confirmation bias. That's yeah. what it's called when you basically you you have an idea, you have an answer and you want the question to it. It's very Jeopardy-like. So you're like, Donald Trump is the greatest president of all time or candidate of all time. You Google that and you'll find the reason why, right? 
Um, I mean, I do a similar thing. I'm writing these stories for Heat Street, which yeah. you do not like. Yeah. And I'm going to start writing stuff for Reason.com, <laughs> uh, which, which is a much more reasonable to I, uh, use the uh, term there. I got nothing against Reason. Reason is wonderful, but you hate Heat Street. That's fine, yeah. but they're giving me money, Marcus. Okay, that's fine. You I take wa- it. I want to say. Uh, <laughs> but you can see people, you 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 understand how that works with, yeah. with the internet. You know, I have a point of view that I want to get across, such as conservative Christians are better with, uh, you know, taking in foster kids and better with adoption. And quite frankly, they're more open to allowing people into their homes of a, of a different background. You Google that and you'll find your exact results. And then, of course, you can Google something. Conservative Christians are the worst human beings on the face of the planet who have more bigotry in their, in their hearts than any other religion on Earth. And you'll find the results for that. Yeah. So, I mean, because both are true. Both are true. Yeah. That's exactly. The, that's the problem is that for every that you know for every side of the story, uh, there's going to be someone on the other side saying that you're totally and completely wrong, uh, right. and you don't know. I mean, there it could be that there are more uh, you know there are more Christians that are charitable bringing people in than there are not you know then there are actual like bigots i mean there could be a definite like venn diagram there uh where the two come together uh but you know then you also have conservative christians who have their policies actually put in place in places uh you know in developing nations where gays are murdered uh because the government mandates it because evangelical christians are uh, actually able to influence uh politics and change legislation yeah legislation yeah legislation legislation And, and some of those people might pick up a foster kid or an adopted kid or two while they're over there doing that legislation like, like Angelina Jolie? <laughs> Listen to page seven for more about that. <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. <laughs> yes, I mean, it is, it's a fascinating election. I mean, with the, uh, it is, it's, a, it's this really reality show uh, situation happening right now. And, and people are having a tough time. Um, I think they're having a tough time because they don't want to imagine this is real. Yeah. You know, you can just get out of it. If you can just like if you I mean, there are so many different um, focuses that you can have in life and so many different ways to define yourself. And government in this nation isn't the all, uh, end all be all. You know, whenever I watch old videos uh, of my friend Saman Arbabi, our, who's been on the show many times, he, you know, he shows his videos of, of him going to Afghanistan and Iraq and uh, Palestine and Israel. All the posters, it's not the New York Giants, it's not the Green Bay Packers, it's not the Texas Texans uh, on the billboards, it's the leaders. Yeah. Like, this country, we can separate our governments from our interests. In most nations, the government is your interest, Mm -hmm. and the government is interested, extremely interested in you and your personal uh, life. So, uh, I think people have sort of fallen into this, you know, malaise of, like, government is government, it's not really part of my life, it's just sort of, uh, you know, an outlier that sometimes we pay attention to. Yeah, but... uh the problem with this election is that that's not true anymore because the far-reaching consequences of this election uh, are think of it this way uh, like this is for me worst case scenario Trump gets elected Trump gets uh, impeached Mike Pence becomes uh, the becomes president Mike Pence uh, nominates four people to the Supreme Court that's worst case scenario okay I mean well actually worst case scenario is uh, Trump pisses off China uh, or pisses off some country with nuclear weapons uh, they fucking give him a little bit of a push and he sends one back over there worst case scenario <laughs> what are you talking that's the dream yeah nuclear war is the worst case scenario but if we're we're talking realistic worst case scenario uh then that that would be it 
uh, is Mike Pence possibly appointing, what, three Supreme Court justices? Well, we've talked about it on the previous show. It's possible that that four Supreme Court four. justices uh, could be appointed. I think they have to push through uh, the appointment of Merrick Garland. I don't know why they're not. If the Republicans were smart, they would realize he's actually a relative moderate. Um, they don't like his abortion stance, and uh, they get um, completely confused on his gun stance. He's, mm-hmm. he's a complete moderate when it comes to the Second Amendment. Um, but for political reasons, they won't pass through Merrick Garland. When Hillary is elected, or if Hillary is elected, Merrick Garland will be too um, conservative for her. Yeah. I mean, that's what I personally believe. Um, I mean, who knows? I don't know. But uh, but with this, it's interesting you bring up the Supreme Court, though. We have the, um, the announcement from Ted Cruz that he is finally <laughs> endorsing Donald Trump. This unbelievable, uh-huh. we call him Pig Goblin. Yeah. You know, he is the Pig Goblin <laughs> of, of politics. He He's absolutely disgusting. He looks like a miser. I mean, he looks like somebody who, like, he lives under a bridge, and the bridge is like, can you get away from me? You're, <laughs> you're driving traffic away. You know, I mean, he is, he's a really, um, he's a smart guy, but I, 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 don't, I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's he's worth his salt whatsoever and he came out and he said he will never support trump of course he had the massive speech at the rnc convention where he said vote your conscience uh you basically said vote write me in yeah. is basically what he was saying did not endorse trump everyone was extremely pissed long story short uh you know obviously trump had pence on the ticket at that point trump also he he brought on uh miss conway who mm-hmm. was formerly of the uh, <laughs> trump campaign or of the Cruz campaign what is it kellyanne what the hell is her name kellyanne Ke- uh, it's kellyanne yeah kellyanne one Con- word kelly oh, it was one word yeah it's all one word kellyanne well it's kellyan kellyan <laughs> kellyan kellyan kellyanne either way <laughs> Kellyanne Conway used to work for Cruz's campaign, so he brought Trump brought her on board. And there's this other fellow, Senator Mike Lee, who is a real scoundrel. I don't like him very much. Uh, his politics are exceptionally conservative, and uh, Trump said that he would be on the short list to be the next Supreme Court justice, uh, or to be a Supreme Court justice if Trump was elected. Wouldn't it, isn't that the PayPal guy? I'm I'm not quite sure if that's the PayPal guy or not. Um, and so I think for those reasons, you know, uh, Trump was able to to really create a coalition of Cruz supporters and Cruz's friends. And because of that, uh, Ted Cruz has decided to endorse Donald Trump. But the one thing, the one thing that Ted Cruz had going for him was that he was considered to be a uh, a principled conservative. Yeah, that was the the only thing. If I had to defend Ted Cruz. The one thing I could say is that he sticks by his guns and and he believes what he believes and he doesn't bend on his own principles. And that's all gone now. I mean, he's just proven proven himself to be another opportunistic, uh, terrible uh, politician. He really could. If he would have just stuck it out and made a bit of a gamble, it definitely would have been a gamble. uh, But if he would have stuck it out and made a bit of a gamble, then, man, he would be set up for uh, the next election. He would be so set up for 2020. Uh, But now, uh, I mean, if, you know, if Trump loses, if Trump loses. It's very close. uh, It's very close. But actually, I would like to talk about that. All right. The whole closeness thing. The polls. Yeah. Bullshit. The polls are all bullshit. Well, I mean, the polls in the close states, um, it is interesting. Okay, so if you look at the if you look at polls in a general election sense, she's up 12, 15 percentage points in every single poll. Mm-hmm. If you take all 50 states uh, together, Ohio, Florida, North Carolina, 
um, Georgia, which is which is the fact that that's in play is a benefit for Hillary. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, that's very close now. Um, and Pennsylvania, Arizona, Arizona, those states. I mean, it's it's the illness really hurt Hillary. These terrorist attacks that we had in uh, in New York over uh, over last week really helped Donald Trump. It was sort of a perfect storm of events. And if you poll. Uh, you know, and you're taking these micro, uh, microscopic samples of human emotion and just like, what do you think right now about Donald Trump? What do you think right now about Hillary Clinton? Depending on the news of the day, you're going to get completely re- different results on a regular basis. I really think the um, to your point, I do think the polls are completely skewed. Sometimes the margin of error is upwards of 8.5 percent, which is absolutely insane. I think it matters. November 6th, November 7th, what does the world look like in this country? And it'll be fascinating to see what the news coverage is during those two days because they're going to do their best. Both brands, Fox News, MSNBC, and CNN, they're all going to do their best to make it look like their candidate will be able to solve the problems of the world. And the problems of the world that people think are going to be solved are different for each party. So like poverty, um, you know, police brutality, um, and, uh, you know, uh, massive... um, uh, Income disparity, you know, those stories can start coming out. I mean, they, they never go away, but you can really drive those stories home uh, upwards, uh, you know, coming towards the election. That's going to help somebody like Hillary Clinton. But if there's a massive terror attack <sighs> in Alabama, North Carolina, California, anywhere in the country, that's going to help Donald Trump. Yeah. So, I mean, these the next the four years of the presidency is really going to depend on the hours and the days leading up to November 8th. And whatever happens in those days, I think you're going to have a massive effect. Yeah. I mean, it's very possible that the next month could define, I don't know, the next 20 years of America. I mean, because whoever, if Donald Trump gets in, if Donald Trump uh, becomes president, uh, even if he's only in there for like six months and then Pence comes in. I don't I think mean, that he would be impeached. He has, I mean, I don't know why he I, would be impeached. I think he would be impeached. I think he'd fuck up, man. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. They would trip him up. They would get him on some sort of weird technicality. I think they would impeach him. I don't think he Who would knows? last. I don't think he'd last too long in office. I think he'd fuck. Because there's too many uh, business entanglements. There's uh, yeah. he has too way 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 too many business entanglements for there not to be some sort of uh, little technicality that he could be tripped up on. I don't think they would keep him in office. Uh, but even so, Who say knows? he's or you keep the dummy in office. Pence just runs the presidency. He just runs the nation as the president. As but you know under the title of vice president, Trump just goes along. Still you know just plays golf at what is it Mar-a-Lago? Yeah, Mar-a-Lago. Whatever, and uh, and they just do it like that. But not just. But it's not just you know being president. But the example of him being the leader of the country, him being the leader of America for four years, because he ain't gonna get a second term. No, I don't uh, think but, either of them will. No, but him being the leader of America for four years, uh, that is going to put a black mark on the history of this nation uh, that is going to have far-reaching consequences. Well, let's not let's call it a white mark, okay? <laughs> um, but you know what? I, I don't think Hillary will have a second term, and I don't think Trump will have a second term. Why? Because Governor Gary Johnson <laughs> is going to be the next president of the United States. Ooh, oh, my God. I got to put on my snorkel. I'm going in the tank. <laughs> I did have a what great... What was his latest fuck up? All right. Okay. Now, I defend him. I, I, I've done multiple uh, shows this week defending Gary Johnson, which is one of my... It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Being a surrogate for a presidential candidate is so exciting because you can just, um, you know... 
accurately spin what they meant to say. Uh-huh. And so he had a recent gaffe. Uh, well, it wasn't even a gaffe. Five years ago, he did something in front of this environmental board. And he's like, let's not worry about the environment. Because in a couple million years, the sun's going to engulf the earth. <laughs> First of all, he's right. Actually, I can now, with that statement, I was like, man, I can really see why Ben likes him. It's true. <laughs> that, that's Because that's the type of shit that you would say. It is true. <laughs> in a couple million years, the sun's going to engulf the earth. Let's not worry about oil, okay? Um, and, uh, well, we don't even want to get into pipelines right now. Ugh. There's 2.5 million pipeline, miles of pipelines in this country. There's only been 14 oil spills since 1993. What about the one that happened like just a few days ago when the gigantic They're gas line exploded? Up. And uh, isn't it seeping into the groundwater right now? They're cleaning it up. <laughs> That's what's happening. And then people will funnel it. They'll get it. They'll get, oh, yeah, they'll no, get their water. They'll get that, glass fil- their, that gas it, filter. It's going to mm. be just fine. Don't even. I love that gas smell when oh I'm my cooking God. my pasta. Oh, all of a sudden, people are upset when they're the Beverly Hillbillies. They got oil coming out of their faucets. They're the wealthiest <laughs> damn people in the world. Put it in your car. For crying out loud, everyone wants everyone wants to strike uh, you know black gold, and then all of a sudden it comes out of their faucets and they're complaining, lighting it on fire. <laughs> Leave it alone. <laughs> no, that was a problem. But I will say oil companies tend to clean up oil messes extremely well. And, you know, the Gulf of Mexico is, is better than ever before. It is. No, it's not. Oh, the birds are loving it. <laughs> and the fish are like, oh, my God, I've developed eight gills, but I feel stronger than ever. What made Toxic Avenger? <laughs> a barrel of toxic waste outside of a New Jersey high school? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think about that. So what's going to make in the next super fish? Oil. Um, anyway, I want super fish. I want a super fish. <laughs> Why do you want a super fish? Why not? Why not just have a super fish? Doesn't sound like fun. We have plain ass fish right now. You don't want a super fish? Pro oil, pro oil, pro pipeline, pro jobs. So tell me, what was Gary Johnson's backtrack on the sun's going to He didn't have to his- backtrack because he's accurate. But I'm going to say, if you want to judge, he said that five years ago. Uh-huh. So if you want to judge politicians by what they said five years ago, Hillary Clinton would be against gay marriage. She'd be for TPP. She'd be for uh, foreign interventionalism. She is completely uh, flip-flopped on everything. And Donald Trump would still be a Democrat. Yeah. Okay, so five years ago, Gary Johnson said the earth would envelop, the sun would envelop the earth. He was right. But now he has a more nuanced plan on his energy Of course, uh, of course, yeah. So let's not, let's not yell at Gary too much for that, okay? What was that thing that he said, thank God nobody got hurt in the New York bombings? No, he said, thank God nobody got hurt. But then he continued on to say how we need to strengthen uh, our, our laws against terrorism and we need to find the person who did it. He just misspoke slightly. 29 people got hurt. Not that bad. <laughs> that is true. They were Not all released like the next day. He meant to say killed. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, Gary, he's just, you know, he's got to... He, the the media is trying to trip him up. I mean, they. Re- I mean, really, if you compare the things that Gary Johnson says to the things that Donald Trump says on a daily basis, it's insane. Oh, that's good. Now Marcus is putting on his swimsuit. He's getting in the tank I'm, with me. I'm not getting in the tank. Uh-oh. I'm just talking about what. I'm just talking about media perceptions, and I'm talking about the perceptions of the American people. Gary Johnson yeah. may, misspeaks one single word. Everyone knew what he meant to say. Everyone knew he meant. Thank God, no one was killed. Uh, but Donald Trump can say. I mean, oh, it's, it's like. I mean, it's like a mountain of scandals. It's Dude, a huge. It, it's a mountain of scandals. He says the worst shit yeah. all the time. It just came out, and not just him, but his surrogates as well. Last week. 
week, uh, it came out that his campaign uh, chair, Conway. Or, no, that Conway, the head of his campaign, said that if women were as physiologically strong as men, oh, then rape wouldn't exist anymore. Yeah, we can play the clip if you want to. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly, she actually, yeah, let's play it. So Kellyanne Conway will, the addition of women into the combat forces, bring added value to the military or hold it back? Women are already making incredible contributions to the United States military and will continue to do so. But but let's go back 20 years to the Shannon Faulkner example, the Citadel. She was used by the feminist movement to make a point, the poor 19-year-old, 20-year-old girl at the time, and lasted a couple of weeks because she couldn't. Now, if you're suggesting that physical fit fitness experts say it's different, I'll accept that, Bonnie, except to say that we should not have the girl's version and the boy's version of that physical fitness test of gender. But I'll tell you, if physical fitness, if we were physiologically, not mentally, emotionally, professionally equal to men, if we were physi physically, physiologically as strong as men, rape would not exist. You would be able to, to defend yourself and fight him off. So, I mean, these are, uh, you know, they were talking about um, military and the, and, um, uh, the disparity between some of the physical challenges that women in the military have to have uh, versus what the men in the military have to endure as well. Um, so, uh, you know, Conway is an interesting person. An interesting and person. She just suggested that if women had a couple more muscles, they wouldn't get raped at all. Yeah, which of course, again, I mean, which completely discounts men who get raped. It well, completely exactly. discount. I mean, it's and she's only talking about like men physically overpowering over people. Uh, you know, like that in any other election cycle, and that's something that people are saying again and again in any other election cycle. Like there are totally. so many sentences that are prefaced with in any other election cycle. There's shit that comes out of Donald Trump's mouth every single week that in any other election cycle would be the kiss of death. I mean, that's why everyone. I mean, when he announced in uh, what was it, June fifth. 15th, 20, what was it, 15? Yeah. I mean, we've gone through, we've had two summers of Trump. Everyone thought 2015 uh, was the summer of Trump and then it would all be done and it has not ended yet. Um, and of course, to your point, Marcus, I agree. It was a bit of an ignorant statement. It was taken out of uh, it was taken out of a larger um, conversation that she was having. Um, however, to your point, I mean, people in prison, uh, the majority of them that are sexually assaulted are men in in male uh, prisons, and uh, you know, so it is. Uh, it's it's absolutely horrific stuff. And I mean, you know, so these are the people that uh, that are supporting and working with Donald Trump. But of course. Again, we have uh, the situation with Hillary Clinton. We have the situation with with Monica Lewinsky, with uh, with with Jennifer Flowers, with um, what was the? Uh, oh my God, there's there's so many. There, uh, what was the other? The the, the the there's so many women. Yeah. On on that that are on the uh, you know on um, the Clinton hit list. Uh, so both. I mean, do you wonder if because Hillary's uh, background is is so scandalous? All of these are sort of moot points because as soon as she brings something like that up to Donald Trump, all he has to do is talk about a series of other women who have accused her husband of the most horrific act that a human being can commit. Yeah, absolutely. But that still uh, has nothing to do with her. I mean, she can bring, well, you know, he could bring up anything. But actually, I think uh, Clinton is making a pretty good turn. Uh, I think she really hit upon something this week with a campaign ad that she had. Uh, yes, it was very yeah. over the top. It was a uh, very, it was a little bit schmaltzy, but it was a bunch, it was a, a bunch of teenage girls looking in the mirror while they were, while 
actual statements that Donald Trump had made about women, terrible statements that Trump had made yeah. about women, played in the background. Uh, and I think that's going to hit home with people. I, I think know, I think people are actually people that support Trump yeah. be like, yeah, let him say whatever the fuck he wants. A lot of these people are parents. A lot of these people have I daughters. Know. And I think once they kind of put that into context and once they really see like, oh, God, yeah, this guy's kind of a piece of shit. Maybe we should. You know what, man? Him. I gotta say, uh, there was no one that body shames more than a teenage girl <laughs> towards another girl. Like that's. I mean, yeah, but teenage girls are stone cold. Teenage girls aren't voting. It's their parents that are voting. I understand. He's I'm not just going saying, against teenage girls. I know. I'm just saying what Donald Trump said. It's like it's kind of on par with which is if what is said in every single high school room in every single country or in every single state in this country. People are vicious. Yeah. Well, so, he, but I see what you're saying. It's for yeah. the parents, and of I mean, course, you know what your president was, acting like a uh, like a teenage uh, teenager with 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 their rhetoric. Of yeah. Course. I mean, he said I don't respect women like. That that is a, he's like do I respect Roman? Yeah, maybe I don't. I it's shit like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's, just, it's terrible. I, I mean, it's it's insane. This whole thing is insane. This whole thing, it really is. And again, is it is it nullified the fact that he might say atrocious things about women when we have Hillary Clinton, given the past of her husband Bill uh, and all of the um, unbelievable offenses that people uh, accuse him of committing? You know, so uh, yeah, I I, I I to your point. This election is like no other because everything goes because both candidates are so bad. Yeah. Um, and but- there was a guy that came out and said, like, the guy that has apparently uh, predicted every election correct uh, for the last 50 well, years or something like that. And he's saying that Donald Trump is going to win. But I'm like, who gives a shit? Nate Silver. Who, Nate Silver was wrong on everything. Nate Silver, uh, of course, of 538. He, I, I do believe that he is wrong. It's a social science, and, and it's, so it's not. Um, well, all sciences shift, and I think his social, uh, I think his algorithm might be off now mm-hmm. uh, in this in this recent election cycle again because of the infusion of the four million new voters that Donald Trump has in, uh, engaged, and because of the fact that we have Herbert Walker Bush endorsing someone like Hillary Clinton or saying that he will vote for Hillary Clinton. This is a man who lost to her husband political wounds don't heal quickly Mm -mm. uh you know so the fact that he would even uh, support a clinton is really amazing that's how crazy trump is yeah you know so nate silver gave trump 47 percent chance to win five months ago i believe it was five months ago he had a three percent chance to win according to his algorithm Mm -hmm. so um it it, i mean it's really it's uh it's an interesting time yeah i mean it's and you know both candidates are extremely flawed but, uh, you know, I, I tell people this and, you know, I, I do want a third party option. I want the Libertarian Party to get matching federal funding in 2020. I want them to get five percent in this election cycle. I understand if you're in a uh, if you're in a swing state and you want to support your candidate, whether that be Trump or whether that be Hillary, whichever one you choose, uh, that's up to you. But if you're in California, if you're in Texas, if you're in New York, if you're in Arkansas, Alabama, uh, Oregon, I think you should vote third party, whether it be Jill Stein or Gary Johnson, because quite frankly, uh, you could have an actual impact in future elections with getting that federal funding for 2020. And if the Libertarian Party, which I think is the closest to being a viable third party in this country, uh, can get that I think we'll have an entirely new electorate that can be engaged in the political process. But I understand if you are in a swing state and you want to vote for the person that you love, um, because, I mean, your vote does really matter. If you're in a swing state, don't fuck this up for us. Well, you know, and vote for whoever you want. I'm not going to endorse. uh, Endorse? (laughs) Endorse? 
I want to avoid. That's how you endorse a labor union. I, 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 I endorse half. I endorse half a junior. Yeah, of course, I'm endorsing Hillary Clinton. Is it even a question? No, I mean, I'm just trying to be honest. We have a lot of uh, people who no, might like Donald that. Trump who listen. I'm just trying to engage everybody. It's politics. I mean, everything. All the other political shows are so divisive, Marcus. I know, I know. I'm not trying to be divisive to be as, or anything yeah, like that. No, but I, I don't disagree with your... Uh, assessment right um it, but yes there's just a lot there's a lot more at stake here than just being uh, than just throwing an electoral hissy fit yes like, there's a, there's a there's a lot more at stake here i understand that people are pissed off i understand people are scared i understand that people do not like the way things are going right now but this is not the time like that this is not well the then time. when is the time this is not the way when is the time? I mean, I, mean, I got to say. I don't know. I don't know when the time is. Uh, I don't know what the way is. I just know this isn't it. Technically, for the people who are the disenfranchised right, this is the time. Trump is their person. I mean, Trump to them is what, uh, you know, Kennedy was to Catholics. You know, I mean, he is he is engaged a populace that was just previously completely shut down, like we talked about earlier with McCain, and and I think McCain acted completely appropriately. Yeah. But you know, those are still voters; those are still constituents. I mean, this is a democracy. I mean, you know, our our good boy uh, Fitrakis calls it a kleptocracy, which yeah. I believe is also probably true. I think so. But in theory, it's a democracy, and so Trump is that um, organic grassroots. In my opinion, he turns into a little bit more of a Bob Roberts type yeah. uh, from the great movie Bob Roberts. Um, but nonetheless, for them, this is their moment. I know, but their lives aren't going to get any better. Their lives are only going to get worse under Trump. I mean, this yeah. is well, there's, there's no way in hell uh, that America is going to be a better place be- because Donald Trump is president. And like, I don't think people really grasp the ramifications of ton- Donald Trump being president, the actual, true, real-life, real-world ramifications of this man becoming president of the United States. I get that, you know, I, I get protest voting. I get that, you know, people are pissed off at the system. Uh, but this isn't a game. Like, this is not a fucking game. This is not a TV show. Yeah. This is not something that's fun, that's supposed to be laughed about. This is, I mean, I, this isn't, this is real. Well, this has an effect on you and your children. To keep it balanced, I mean, Hillary Clinton is is not much better. You, no, you she's You got the 94 not. crime bill, the 1033 program, which led to the militarization of police, which led to the situation yes, yes, we're seeing I know, on a regular I know. basis. You mention it every the Iraq single war, time. People the talk nation about Hillary Clinton. Libya. We know. Unbelievable it offenses. Doesn't the Clinton anymore. Foundation pay to play. It doesn't matter anymore. It does matter. It does not. I'm not, just saying. If, if there was anybody except Donald Trump, it would matter. If it was Ted Cruz, it would matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter right. because the Republicans fucked up. They fucked up well, so bad. They, the Republicans, their biggest mistake was allowing a primary that wasn't corrupt. Yeah. And that's really the sad thing. That's the sad thing about you it. Know, they, I mean, they fucked up because... Speaking if, of corruption, 1992, Ross Perot was polling lower than Gary Johnson's polling now. And as soon as that happened, and as soon as people uh, realized he got 19 million uh, votes, they created the Presidential Debate Commission, which is why Gary Johnson isn't in the debates now. He was polling at 10%, that everyone agrees, 10%, which was more than enough in, in 62% of Americans' minds to get him into the debates. So the whole thing 
uh, is, a, is is a fraud in, in many, many ways. But oh, I yeah. agree with your point. I understand what you're saying. But let's not negate, just because Trump is so bad, we can't sit here and just let everybody, uh, you know, vote for Hillary Clinton who wants to vote for Hillary Clinton and pretend like they're voting for some free-loving hippie, uh, you know, oh, uh, God, liberal no. individual. I mean, she has done some atrocious things in her career, and uh, she has not been uh, the most— um, uh, she is, she's quite frankly been a horrible public servant. Yo, don't get me wrong. I don't like her. I don't want Hillary Clinton to be the fucking president. I don't like her at all. She's terrible. But she's not Donald Trump. I mean, yeah. and that's why Republicans fucked up so bad. Because they could have got, because anybody besides Donald Trump would be fucking thrashing Hillary Clinton right now. Anybody. Ted Cruz uh, would be thrashing Hillary Clinton right insane. now. Which is insane. Which is insane. Which is fucking crazy. A man who ate a booger during a he debate. He did eat that booger. That's right. <laughs> a man who licked a booger off of his lip <sighs> with his lizard tongue <sighs> would be beating Hillary Clinton right now. Anybody would be beating Hillary Clinton right now, but Republicans fucked up. Uh, but and you know what? The Democrats fucked up too because Bernie yeah, Sanders did. would be crushing Donald Trump. Oh, dude! I mean, you fucking know me, man. I mean, I actually I came out in support of Bernie Sanders. Of course, I did. Yeah. Uh, I would have loved for Bernie Sanders to be the actual candidate. That would have been fucking great. Bernie Sanders would be murdering Donald Trump right now, and that's the thing. Anybody except Hillary Clinton would be murdering. Donald and it's Trump funny right because now. I disagree with Bernie's economic uh, policies, but Trump has sort of adopted many of them. Yeah, which is why. He's taken some of the Bernie Sanders supporters away from uh, from Hillary and a, a little bit, but a little man, bit. You know what? Uh, can you imagine? Imagine right now Biden against Trump. Biden, I don't think Biden would even fucking acknowledge him. I think well, Biden would just laugh him out of the room, and he would be able to do it. I, mean, I think it, it would be the only presidential debate with, like, a four-minute delay on, <laughs> on television because I think they would just curse at each other for a solid three minutes and 58 seconds, and then they could go with something uh, to air on television. It would be great. I mean, Biden's got his problems as well. You know, he did one of the first drafts of the Patriot Act. They're all fucked. They're all shit, yeah. uh, it, you know, except Bernie Sanders. But, well, you know, but that, you know, that's done. That's over. They didn't let us have that one. Uh, but yeah, this is all. And it's Bernie all would have been fine in his own way. But, um, you know, the, the, the main thing to remember is the president doesn't have that much power. And at the end of the day, the policies that they want to get through, maybe they get through 20 percent. Maybe. Know. But, you know, it's like I've been saying for eight months. It's not about the policies. It's about the example. Yeah. Well, that's a good point. And uh, and of course, uh, Hillary and Donald Trump have two. Uh, they will have. We'll, we'll definitely get two different examples of governance, uh, you know, from their reigns. Um, unless, of course, we all just vote for Governor Gary Johnson. <laughs> how interesting how that comes to be. I do want to say this pro Gary Johnson, something uh, that I wish why I wish he was on the debate stage. He would have brought up congressional term uh, term limits. Uh, we need him in the House. We need him in the Senate. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, there's a series of things, you know, legalizing weed all across the country, which we all know about. Uh, Colorado in 20, uh, 2016 made $1.5 million in tax revenue alone. Um, and that's, I mean, there are so many things that he brings to the table um, that re regardless of if you think he should be president, those opinions and those voices uh, should be heard in Washington. Mm -hmm. And we need more people in the legislature to support those opinions, specifically on the local level. Yeah. Um, so if you are a libertarian minded person or whatever your political affiliation is, get involved on the, lo on the local level because you can really make some true change there. Everyone, if you are, yeah, if you truly want to get into this, get involved on 
on the local level. I mean, that's uh, that, that's one thing that I hope uh, Bernie Sanders. If that, I hope that's at least part of his legacy is getting people involved on the local level. Yeah, of and I think he did. Yeah, we really did. I mean, and there's no doubt about it. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. That's Marcus Parks. You can find him on Twitter at Marcus Parks, on Instagram at Marcus Parks. I'm on Twitter at Ben Kissel and Instagram at Ben Kissel. One still don't know how to use it. And uh, <laughs> you, you press can, the button and you, it puts it on there. I don't know the buttons. <laughs> the one there's one that looks the, like a you fax mean the, machine. You mean the big round one? No, no, no. There's one that looks like a fax machine. What are you talking? It looks about? like a fax machine to me. <laughs> I don't know. I hit it. I looked at one. It said photos of you, uh-huh. and what the men, they meant me. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and, uh-huh. and there was just a bunch of pictures that people had taken of me. Uh huh. Yeah, they tag you. It's like Facebook. It's the same yeah. thing as Facebook. Weird. <laughs> anyway, so I'm not on that too much. I can't figure it out. Yeah, I like it. Well, I, I mean, I like pictures. A lot of food pictures, mm-hmm. and then people are naked on there. Yeah kind of wild um all right you can go to the uh facebook page uh abe lincoln's top hat be cordial i think for the most part the page has been uh you know it's, it's done fairly well i think so yeah they're doing well and uh, i'll tell you one thing the, the show is absolutely crushing we're so close to beating uh glenn beck thank you for that i mean we we're, we're getting there and uh you know last podcast is totally crushing thank you guys so much for supporting everything we're doing yes. over here and uh, we're gonna have t-shirts soon yeah we are at some point maybe late october or maybe uh coming I w- up i would say late october yeah yes. late october early november we're gonna have t-shirts for every cave comedy radio show Un- unbelievable all right everyone we'll talk to you soon for more shows like the one you just listened to go to cavecomedyradio.com